2: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: Kaboom!
3: If you thought four hours a day, 1,200 minutes a week was enough...
1: And Glorious Sunday, another edition of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller and Danny G. As we are slaving away over the podcast microphones, even on a Sunday. Uh, and we, we survived. And you, Danny G, survived having to put up with my nonsense of the Maller series parts one and two of my sojourn across the country.
3: Nice to peek inside your travels there. And uh, there's a couple places I wanna go see now. I actually saw a Facebook video last night of a home that was on stilts in North Carolina and it fell into the Atlantic.
1: Well, that sounds great. I recommend if you do travel to that part of the country, the TSA in Norfolk, there's a back room there. They'll really they'll really uh, touch you in places you haven't been touched in a long time.
2: Giggity, 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 giggity.
1: If you're interested in that, uh, yeah. sign up. You can go right over there.
2: Yes.
3: <laughs> when I saw that Facebook video last night, though, I was like, hey, Ben was just talking about North Carolina. For sure. There are some beautiful houses there.
1: And. Not that I, they're in my budget range, but if you had a lot of money and you wanted to buy a house right on the ocean and you, you're not afraid of the occasional hurricane destroying your house and you can afford afford the insurance, the the sister-in-law who has got married, the wedding we went to, she rented out a house with a bunch of her college friends and it was like a, a beachfront house. 16 bedrooms and like 12 bathrooms. It was insane. It was this mega mansion. Yeah. And it it was like three million dollars, which is a lot of money, but a house like that in LA Oh 20 million. Forget about it. Exactly. And uh, it was right on the, literally, there was a, a path to the Atlantic Ocean from the house. It was a beachfront property. And it's like, well, And there were other houses I, I across the street that were. Uh, Not that bad. All right, let's get, we have mailbag. Are you ready for the mailbag, Dan? Let's get right
3: to it. Yeah. Just a couple thousand more downloads on this podcast and we could buy one of those homes. Yeah. That's all we need.
1: All right. Thank you, Ohio Al. So the first email comes from Adrian in the mile high city. Adrian is a, Loyal podcast minion and a longtime fan of the show. He says, happy late birthday, Ben. I hope it was a memorable one. Uh, Please play the uncut Lee Ilya rant again on the podcast sometime. It's an effing playground for the sea suckers. Uh, Makes me laugh, crack up every time. Oh, yeah, that's a great line. I I love my favorite line is 85% of the world's effing working. The other 15 people come out here, which is the lead into that line. (laughs) <laughs> that's great. So, so wonderful. Uh, Adrian says, how was your trip to the Midwest? How's the family in Applin? How was the wedding on the East Coast? Well, we addressed all of that in the mini miniseries. Adrian, uh, he says, what is Wrigley Field like since it was renovated? Well, I use the analogy. It's like uh, a little bit of Disney-esque and uh, downtown Disney. You were visiting Disneyland, Adrian, in California a few months back, so you know what that's like. He says, Did you see Doc Mike while you were there? That that's something we didn't address, Danny. Uh, I did reach out to Doc Mike. A uh, goat. And Doc was in Florida with a patient in mm-hmm. air quotes. And so he was not available. He he said he was going if, if he had been in Chicago, he would have driven to the Wisconsin meet and greet in Appleton. And, uh, and so he asked about deep dish. I ate a bunch of deep dish pizza. I ate, I ate three or four different deep dish pizzas. Uh, part, you, know, you can only eat a couple of pieces of those things, and then you're full. I wish I was back in my fat days when I could eat a whole pie, but I don't have that skill anymore. Uh, Adrian says, I was bummed out to hear about your wedding ring. Yeah, I heard a lot about this, Danny. The, the podcast, I, I mentioned the snafu at the beach. He says you should look in, he named a silicone ring here. He says uh, the ring he wears, and uh, he's got a physical job. He says uh, at the water meter pit, uh, he could easily lose his real wedding man. Uh, so he says they run 20 to $25 each and are durable. And he says he's had his for three years. Uh, and he also mentioned the incredible Hulk toenail situation. He says, how is your toenail holding up? Not good. Uh, my toe is fine. It just looks really nasty, oh. and I feel bad when anytime I walk by kids and they look at my toe and say, "Boy, I don't want to be like that guy
3: when I get older." Uh, you should have showed that to the TSA agents in the back room. Yeah,
1: yeah. Hey, you, you want to mess with me? I got a magical toe. I'll give you the toe. Uh, you want to pat me down and do a body frisk? Yeah. Make sure you touch my orange toe from the goo that's coming out of where the nail used to be. Uh, Adrian also says my Bronco orange, number three, Russell Wilson home Jersey finally arrived. I see it there. And you, now he's got his kids. I like the hat. I love, you can't see this Danny, but he's got the old Bronco hat, the old Bronco logo, which you know, I like. I'm not, I'm not a Bronco fan and you certainly aren't. You're a Raider fan,
3: but I like that logo. Old school, one and, great old school drop I found. I think his name was Hector. Do you remember? Coop the loop Broncos lost.
1: Oh yes, that was a good one. <laughs> I have to start not... using that one. Yeah, Coop the loop, Broncos lost. Uh, he says the orange and blue wrecking crew headed to L.A. for the holiday. Oh, that's right, Broncos and Rams on Christmas Day.
3: Look at that.
1: Might have to go to that game. That would mean I have to get out of family engagements. I don't know if that'll be allowed. Uh, it says, P.S. I was cracking up at the best of fifth hour podcast this past weekend. Shout out to
3: Danny G. The microphone throttler. For putting those together. So Roxy.
1: Enjoyed that. Uh, and uh, you did a, did a fine job on that, putting all those highs. Now, we are we fully out of material? So if I take any more time off, there's no more material. that We can't do that kind of thing anymore.
3: I could maybe scrape up one more episode like that.
1: All right. So 20 years at Fox Sports Radio, we've got four podcasts
3: yeah. of material. Yeah. I mean, each one was about 40 minutes long, so yeah. do the math. I mean, it was cool, though, to find that many old clips of you. And your voice changed as the years went on. Well, like- I... You became very manly, but well, you sounded like a teenager at the beginning. Very masculine. Uh, yeah. Life,
1: life kicked me in the nuts a few times, and then
3: Royals on the road. I'm Ben Mallard. Don't need to.
1: Don't, <laughs> need to bring that. don't need to bring that. Royals having their problems on the road. I'm Ben Mallard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, scumbag,
1: pay attention. It's time for mail call. All right. Uh, next up, we uh, go to. Uh, let's see here. Uh, it says, boys, one moment uh, making the Sunday mailbag magic happen again. Uh, ben, welcome back. A few comments. Oh, this is, I believe, from our favorite couple, Helen and Stu in Palmetto Bay, Florida. Uh, and they say a uh, few a uh, few comments. A, a Ben Malish show fill in observations while you were on vacation and a question for both you and Danny G. Uh, first uh, came uh, suffrage. First came suffering. Then came the Montana white sheet wearing woman of the KKK
2: racist.
1: Wow. Uh, That's right. Danny G fire up the racist drop. As uh, Helen says here, Uh, we're going there first a few weeks ago. uh, A few weeks ago, was it black hole or black hole that Tammy in Montana was referring to her anger issues? and mental illness aside, we have no time for her deep-rooted racism to, wow, well, I, I don't think Tammy's racist. Uh, The email continues, we're putting that P1 horse head out to pasture. Wow, Helen is vicious, I'm vicious with these emails. Uh, the email continues, Ben, on a personal note, we can always make more money, but we can't make more time. We wish you and your equally hardworking wife would have taken an extra week for yourselves. Well, that's very kind, Helen. And you are correct. That's one of the things that I've learned over my life as I have lost a number of relatives and my parents and whatnot, that that's the thing. Like you money, you know, if you have a lot of money. It's great to have a lot of money. You want like, you certainly live a better life, but the one thing that you can't put a price tag on is time. And you have no idea how much of it you have how much you've used, how much is left. And so I I agree with you on that. But I like to work, and I live in a great place. I I live in a good location in the Northwoods here, and traveling's expensive. So those those are all the variables involved in that. Uh, Helen says, breaking news, the worst NFL decision ever by Fox and Rupert Murdoch. Uh, He says, not re-signing Aikman and Buck, but giving the colorless
2: racist.
1: And lifeless. Tom Brady, three hundred seventy-five million over ten years, more than Aikman and Buck combined per year at ESPN. Uh, says Helen. I did a monologue about this the other night, Danny. Uh, I do not believe Brady is going to be very good. I, I, I'm good. I'm not like upset that he got the money. Good for him. He got the money, but it just continues the jockocracy. We'll see how this works out. Uh, Brady brings a lot of revenue in because he's a big name. And even at 375 million, I'm pretty confident the bean counters at Fox have done a cost benefit analysis and determined they're still going to make money on that contract.
3: Yeah, I think he'll do okay. And he's going to be more of an ambassador than anything. He was entertaining. Well, there was some production value to it. Remember the ball song we used to play? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I didn't Did, touch those balls. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody put together the whole montage of the balls and used the uh, the T-Pain, the effects on it. So I'll, yeah. I'll insert that right here. Some guys like them round and some guys like them thin. Some guys like old balls, new balls. They're all different. So you got to feel them
1: and you got to squeeze them. To me, those balls are all perfect.
3: You gotta feel you gotta squeeze them To me those balls are not perfect You gotta feel them, you gotta squeeze them To me those balls are not perfect. Perfect. perfect You know, I grip it, I grab
2: it, I grab it, I grip it To me those balls are not perfect Zip those things up, zip those up, and lock them away To me those balls are not perfect
3: Like I said, I had no... Yeah. yeah oh some good balls memories there.
1: <laughs> well that was one of the fun scandals that we got to uh, dissect oh, there the,
3: how the- many monologues how many ball uh, monologues did you do Oh, it was great. I was using
1: all different ball analogies. Oh, I was wonderful. It was so great, so glorious. <laughs> I missed that. We you were little- juggling like eight different balls. Oh, it was a lot. I was I was uh, holding balls, touching balls. You name it. I had a lot of balls. Uh, anyway, uh, the email continues. The very lengthy, very lengthy message from our friend Helen and Stu, uh, both our friends there in Palmetto Bay, Florida. She says, "Now, as Warner Wolf would say, let's go to the Ben Maller show. Fill in audio tape." Uh, she's not a fan here of Chris Point. Uh, She says, uh, or as we refer to him as Vladimir gluten. Wow. Uh, one out of 10 Brian. No five out of 10 on the Helen and Stu scale says the best drop of the week, maybe the year Eddie Garcia and to Brian. No, I'm here every night. You're just a visitor. Wow. Did they say that?
3: I don't know. How about shut up,
1: man. Uh, Monsi, uh, Helen, uh, not a fan of Monsi, uh, took a shot at her. Uh,
3: man, what is this her scorecard?
1: Yeah, she's <laughs> breaking down all the people that have been on the show. I thought Monsi did a good job. I, it is one of those things, though, on sports talk radio. Like you put a female on sports talk radio, and there's either people that love it or can't stand it, and there's yeah. very few people in the middle.
3: Yeah, and most women are catty, so they actually don't like hearing women on sports talk, which is interesting. It is odd,
1: but then you have, like, the creepy guys that hear a female on sports radio oh, yeah. and want to sleep
3: with them and think, yeah. that, you know, that's always a little And in their imagination, that said woman wants them. Oh, of course. Lots of creepy tweets to follow.
1: I feel bad for the ladies yeah. here. Now, you, you know, getting attention is good to a point, but I, I worked with Karen Kay. And KK would get these really wild prison letters from dudes that were in the, in the jail for like uh, murder and some wild stuff. And uh, they were all, they really loved uh, KK big fans of her work. Uh, Boys in closing, will Tom Brady be the next horrible Joe Montana in the broadcast booth? Uh, I don't think he's going to last 10 years. I I believe that's not going to happen, but. He will last more than Joe Montana. Montana lasted nine games and some playoff games. Nine games and some playoff games and then quit over at NBC. And the email sign, never from Nags Head, North Carolina, Helen and Stu, Palmetto Bay, Florida.
3: Okay. <laughs> I think Brady will be okay. You've seen his personality blossom since he left the Patriots regime. And he's been more likable to a point.
1: Yeah. But the problem and Howard Cosell with the term jockocracy, he brought this up. The problem is these guys are part of a fraternity and to be truly great. You've got to step on some toes. You've got to rip certain people and tell stories that you know, that old line, what happens in the locker room stays in the locker room. What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You got to tell some of those stories. The reason part of the reason Charles Barkley is so great is he's willing mm-hmm. to press yeah. the boundaries And he doesn't give a crap. Well, maybe
3: Brady will surprise everybody and do a little bit of that.
1: I wonder how upset Peyton Manning is. Peyton's got a lot of money, but that could have been him, right? That could have been Peyton Manning getting that contract.
3: Cut that meat! They should put Gronk on the sideline, by the way, in the Gronk-mobile.
1: The Gronk-mobile? Yeah. Well, he's, he's got a job lined up for him. It is odd that Tom Brady's getting the deal. Normally, you have to play for the Cowboys to get this kind of a deal, right? Isn't, it, isn't that normally how this works? What a brilliant move. I did say that. I would give Fox management credit. They wanted Brady. Every network wanted Brady. And when they let Aikman and Buck leave, people were like, what are they doing? I can't believe it. I can't believe they let Aikman and, and Buck leave and trade Buck, essentially, to ESPN. But they must have had some kind of inkling that Brady was going to agree to a deal to join them. And so they essentially blocked ESPN out from getting Tom Brady because ESPN spent all the money on Aikman and Buck. There was no seat for Tom Brady.
3: Murdoch gangster there.
1: It was a brilliant move. If that's, you know, it's not really my cup of you know what, but for them, that was wonderful.
0: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
2: Hi, checking in for...
0: Or the perfect table.
2: Hey, where are you? Coming!
1: You've uh, got mail. Yes, we do. Aussie Momentum writes in. He says, "Good day, lads. A few uh, questions for you. If you were in the military, what branch would you want to be in?" Yeah. So the the answer here, uh, from a logistical standpoint, I would say the Coast Guard would be the way to go. If I was smaller and I could fit in a like a fighter jet, I would say the uh, the Air Force would be cool. Uh, but I I, I can't. And I've had a lot of friends who are Marines who say they, they do not like the army and I know vice versa. So I guess army would be higher up on the list. What about you, Danny? If you, had, you go in the military, what branch would you be? I went coast guard with a wink and a nod to several other branches in the military. What about you?
3: I guess I would follow in my grandfather's footsteps. He was a high ranking army back in the day for world war two. Oh. Uh, and the way he worked his way up, he put out fires. So he was on their firefighting squad, which was kind of cool, but any downed plane or chopper him and his crew had to put those fires out. So he saw a lot of shit, for sure. He came back pretty messed up. Um, but like you said, it would be nice flying a jet. We grew up with the movie top gun. Yeah. And all of us after that were like, Woo-woo! be the best of the best. <laughs> well, isn't there
1: another Top Gun movie that's coming out?
3: Right? Yeah, that's they've been a... delaying it forever because of COVID. Oh, okay. It was supposed to come out a couple of years ago and I did see a trailer. I guess it's coming out. Yeah, I, I I think it's coming out soon. I I saw some billboards for it. So that
1: that usually means within a month or two it's coming out, but but who and the summer times before you know it it's going to be the summer Movie rush. All right. Uh, Another question from Ozzy Momentum. He says, if the apocalypse comes, where would you want to run and hide? Uh, I think Australia might be good. Although after all these lockdowns recently, I don't know about Australia. Is there some kind of weird island out in the middle? What about Guam? Could I go to Guam? Would that be okay?
3: I don't know. We talked about hiding in Costa Rica. Yeah, Costa Rica would not be bad. And by the way, you're right. I just looked it up, uh, that Maverick movie coming out May 24th.
1: Oh, good. Oh, so the end of the month. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, one more from Ozzy Momentum. He says, what's the difference between Tammy in Montana and a truck stop prostitute? Ozzy Momentum says, the prostitute can claim condoms as a working expense. Wow. Uh, Ozzy Momentum says, I stand with Helen and Stu. Now, that's a plot twist. Ozzy Momentum on Team Helen and Stu, and now there are, there are warring factions. Among the Malor militia here, Danny G. Warring factions. Wow. The Aussie mucked today, mate. All right. Uh, what is next here? Let's uh, keep the, uh, the fun going here. And uh, that's right. Uh, I got
0: mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Kevin
1: in Kansas writes into the mailbag on the fifth hour. Says, dear Ben and Danny G, I very much enjoyed the podcast last week. The trips down memory lane. That's right. All Danny G on that. He said I'd never heard the recording of Coop and the hot dog. I was <laughs> laughing hard at first and then I was nearly gagging. How how did that bit not win a Marconi and did Coop suffer any later uh,
3: effects? No, Coop it was all right. And <laughs> remember though he had some green relish coming out of his nose.
1: Oh yeah, that was while he
3: was eating it.
1: Yeah, the Marconi thing you have to submit the Marconi. You have to. We're, we didn't submit it. It's hard to win if you don't submit it. Can you submit it retroactively? I don't know the rules. I, I, do, I do realize uh, from previous conversations with Alf, the alien opiner, who is desperately trying to get me to win a Marconi, that somebody has to submit it by a certain date. There's a lot of red tape. Yeah, yeah. That. And I don't like dealing with
3: red tape. So No, I remember our company sending me emails because they gave some audio to the Marconi board for Clay Travis back in the day.
1: Oh, okay.
3: And so I had to chop up audio from certain shows where there was a lot of laughter and some of his better moments on the air, and they submitted it, but you're right, there was a cutoff date.
1: Yeah, and I can assure you, uh, Kevin, that the company will not be submitting any of my content for a Marconi Award. So you don't have to worry about that. Talk! All right, uh, next up on the mail bag, the baggity, 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 baggity. I think, is that how Pharrell used to do it back in the day? Something like that? I think so.
3: But then he would take a shot. Hey, oh,
1: motherfucker. Yeah, I don't have any alcohol here. Uh, Mike in Fullerton says, hey, Ben, thanks for the story about uh, ripping your toenail off a couple weeks ago. My dad was born with messed up toenails that he passed on to a few of my siblings, but luckily not me. My question for both of you, if you were single, would you date a girl with really ugly feet or would that be a deal breaker? All right. So first of all, Mike, I'm not foot obsessed. And I feel if you were to do a, a checklist of things you could work around, bad feet is pretty high on that, okay, it's fine. Because they have these things called socks, Danny. Right? I mean, if, if a young lady is just, you know, she's uh, beautiful in every way other than her feet, who the hell cares?
3: Just make sure she keeps the socks on. You're good to go, right? That's the trick. How are you going to make sure she doesn't wear some chanclas or some flip-flops? Because there are some women with some pretty beat-up feet, but yet they let them breathe, and they let them out there for the whole world to see. Now, you got to know what you got and what you
1: don't have. Like, I, I know I, I should be covered at all times. I don't have – I'm not built like Adonis, so I, I, I cover up. I'm absolutely naked right now. Uh, but if if your feet are your weak link, if that's your kryptonite, then just yeah, get you to work with it. Get to work with
3: them. How would you nicely tell her, though, that she has Chewbacca feet?
1: I would just, if she kept bringing sandals to the house, I would just uh, throw them away. <laughs> so – And I don't know what happened. Somebody must be taking your sandals. Oh, that's right. It's the trash man. The trash man is taking your sandals. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Uh, What is next here? Let's see. Uh, We'll skip over that You've got mail. All right. Uh, William writes in. He says, hello, Ben. Did you go to a Timber Rattlers game when in Appleton next to Osario's I go to that restaurant on the way to the stadium. I did see the ballpark right down the street. Great pictures from Nag's Head. Been there many times. A Green Bay native, Williams says, currently living in New Hampshire. Go Celtics! Uh, so he says. I did not get to a Timber Rattlers game. It was the weather was bad enough, and I knew I had tickets to a Cub game, and the weather was going to suck there as well. But I would, I would love to go to a Timber Rattlers game at some point. Next time I'm in. In Appleton. Maybe we can do a Maller meet and greet at the ballpark and throw out a pitch or something like that. Tommy Lee, not that Tommy Lee, but... You've got mail. A different Tommy Lee in Maryland writes in. Says, Ben, in all of your travels, career and flights to Hawaii, any airplane, mechanical issues, or close calls, things. Uh, and this is also for you, Danny. Ah, uh, no, I... I've never. I've had turbulence on flights where it was, uh, it was bumpity, 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 and you're questioning, like, what the hell's going on? But I never got to the point where I thought, well, this could be game over. The worst experience I ever had, we told on the podcast a couple weeks ago, at O'Hare. We had taxied away from the gate, and we were waiting for clearance to take off. Some Yahoo at the airline did not check the forecast, and we got stuck there were no gates available. They, they, they left us on the, the pl- on the, uh, what do you recall? I don't know what the term is, but whatever that is, out the, out the, middle, of- the tarmac. Yeah. They left us out in the tarmac for like four hours and they changed the law years ago. they don't know how to do that anymore, but that was like the worst experience on a plane. Did you have any flights, Danny, that were, you know, up and down and all, you know, full yeah. And all that? yeah.
3: Yeah. One for me, it was a flight to new Orleans wasn't a a mechanical issue it was a weather issue they couldn't land in new orleans because of some pocket of bad weather right over the airport the jet just kept circling just kept circling waiting and waiting for a weather break the captain gets on the uh the intercom the speaker and tells all of us that we're almost out of fuel oh great (laughs) thank you for that so now everybody's anxious and already overwhelmed because we've been on this flight for way too damn long. We had to be rerouted to land somewhere else to refuel. Then we had to take off again and fly back to new Orleans and still circle around the airport some more.
1: Why didn't you just get out wherever they landed and let you go on your way and figure out how to get back to new Orleans.
3: Once they refueled and got back there, they only had to circle a couple of times to finally find a weather break And then they landed and we got off the flight, but I saw people like kissing the ground when we got off the plane.
1: I I, I bet. Yeah.
3: Yeah. It was one of those flights. It should have been five and a half hours and it turned into like a 10 hour fiasco.
1: Yeah. I've been on flights that we get stuck in that holding pattern, but never to the point where they had to land at a different airport and then go back. I've never had that happen, but I've had it, it sucks when you get close to a destination and it's like you're almost at the finish line, and then you just go. You keep going in circles. Like, what's the point? You know, you get so excited, you're close to getting off the plane, and then bam! All right, uh, who is next here? Let's see. Uh, page down. You've got uh, yes. mail. Yes, uh, Mark writes in says, "Why do female sideline reporters have to giggle so much and keep telling us about all this personal BS?" Well, the giggle thing is not just women. It's pretty much everybody on TV. It's chuckles. It's chuckles, chuckles, chuckles. And the personal BS, that is because of market research. (laughs) That the people that put TV broadcast together are convinced that a way to expand their audience is to tell personal stories that uh, this will tuck at the heartstrings of the non-hardcore female fan. That's right. I said it. And they will pay more attention because they hear the story about some guy that came from the hard scrabble streets and and uh, had to do this, that, and the other thing just to make it. And has a you know, wife that's got this problem, and uh, you know, yep. kid that's got this one. Those are the kind of stories that they love because they think it tugs at the heartstrings and gets people to to watch longer that
3: wouldn't normally watch. So. Be relatable. If if you talk about how you had to change a shit diaper this morning, then <laughs> the lady at home's like, "Oh, I did too." I changed one of those dirty diapers this morning, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, so there's uh, some of it.
0: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. (sighs) Is he connecting
1: to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my, look at that, he is. And you will
0: not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. I got mail. Yay. I got mail. Yay. Patricia from
1: lost wages, Nevada via Rhode Island says, so Ben with all that traveling, which airport did you find to be the best? I was going to say the Norfolk airport, but then I had my little TSA run in. So it wasn't that Dallas is very big and efficient. I love the smaller airports in LA, the airport. I hate LAX, but Mm -hmm. in the LA area, Long Beach, Orange yeah. County, Burbank, any Bob of those. Bob Hope, baby.
3: Bob Hope. Yes,
1: yeah, sign me up. Those are the airports to travel out of. You might pay a little more, but it's worth it in the end. And they've spent a lot of money over there at LAX to try to fi- figure out how to make it better. The problem is there's one way in and really one way out. Right? There's no other, You can't really fix that, can you? That's it. There's, it's a loop. You go in, you get the loop, and that's it. So. All right. Uh, what is next here? We got time for... you got mail. Uh, only a couple more. And uh, Pierre from Springfield says, did you and the missus close on your new vacation home in the Outer Banks while you were barnstorming last week? Also, how many baseball games did you watch during the reception? Uh, so we did look at real estate. Not that we're going to buy it, but just curious. There was some stuff that was interesting. A lot of land right on the ocean. The Atlantic Ocean you can get for pretty cheap. Uh, And I didn't watch any baseball games during the reception, but I did make snide comments when the best man and the best woman gave their speeches. (laughs) And I was telling my wife, Danny, I said, listen, I know this is a broadcast less is more. These these people are droning on. And I said, when you're public, public speaking, I don't like public speaking, but when you're public speaking, you want to make the audience wish that you would talk longer. Yeah. make the audience wish you would
3: get off the stage. Right. Get to the point. They tell this to musicians all the time. Instead of trying to stay on the stage for 18 minutes when the promoter gave you eight, do a five minute song, get a standing ovation because that five minutes was the most amazing single the audience ever heard. And they want to hear you some more. You don't stay there and make people wish they could get a hook and pull you off.
1: Yeah. yeah. You don't want to turn this into the gong show. And so that was that was what I was making snide comments, Pierre, under my breath, because these people were droning on. Oh, this story happened, and then you know a, a month later this happened, and then three months later this happened. I, Who cares? Yeah. Give me the good stuff. I don't need the other part of that story. Give me the good stuff.
3: It all started when I was two.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Kevin in Rockford, Illinois writes and says, "Hey Ben, next time you're in Chicago, you have to try Al's beef." I did try to get Al's beef. The location on, that Rush Street, well, that does sound dirty, Uh, but the location is, it was closed. They were renovating it. Kevin says the best Italian beef you'll ever eat in his opinion. He says, hit me up. Uh, I can give you the inside skinny on all the Chicago restaurants. I'm a local truck driver who delivers to all the restaurants in Chicago and the burbs. I can even tell you which ones have the biggest cockroaches. Well, that's great. <laughs> He says, "Also, I enjoyed the podcast last weekend. Good work, Danny G." So,
3: grazie, grazie.
1: A tribute to you. Uh, let's see who is next here. Carlos in Houston says, "Danny G. absolutely killed it with the podcast last week. Great job." My question is, how did you come up with the bit when you ask the callers if they're if they want to get on the air? It, it has me laughing every time. Are they really that dumb to realize that they're on the air, that they're not on the air or they are on the air. All right. All right. So Carlos, that is a classic timeless radio bit. And it it's available because of the, the delay system
3: that we have here. Uh, I feel like you and I perfected that bit.
1: Oh yeah. We, we were really good. It was great. We, we were, I loved it and I don't do it as often. Anymore, it's a little harder to do it these days for whatever reason. But we had a, we had a blast back in the day. Hello, hello, Dwayne. You want to get on the radio? Sure. All right, hold on a sec. We'll get you on the radio, Dwayne. I want to make sure you get on the radio. Hold on a sec. Are we, uh, Danny? Are we ready in there? Can we put this guy uh, live on Fox? You want to try this again?
3: Yeah, Ben, yeah. ask him to turn his radio down and clear his throat.
1: Yeah, turn your radio down, Dwayne, and uh, can you cough a couple times?
2: Yeah, I'm good.
3: <laughs> we fooled a handful of callers on that. My favorite one would be where we would time shift it. We'd tell them, I'm oh, going to get you on, but we're going to use this for Friday. So start your call by saying happy Friday.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was great. Or, or I I would restart and then yes. I would say their name incorrectly and then they'd get upset or the city, I'd give the wrong city. Yeah, or they didn't have enough energy. So we yeah, were just yeah, yeah. Them. You got to step it up a little bit. You got to step it up a little yeah. bit.
0: There's a bomb. I'm ready to bring the gas.
1: That was uh, outstanding. All right, we'll get out on that. So, uh, unfortunately, Terry in England and uh, Angelina and uh, Scott and all you other uh, fine members of the Mallard who sent questions and we just don't have time. We are a tight ship here on the podcast you have places to go you'll be what are you doing today dan it's a sunday what do you got going on today
3: got the covino and rich show this afternoon at fsr and then after that the lead-in to your live show which is arnie spanier with chris plank that's of course the ben Maller warm-up
1: all right very good so why i will be on after danny gets done have a great rest of your sunday if you want to send an email in we might use it on a future edition of the fifth hour You can do that real fifth hour at gmail.com or just follow us on Facebook, Ben Maller show. And typically Monday or Tuesday, we'll put something up and you can answer away, uh, send a question in and and have a a great rest of your weekend. We'll catch you next time.
3: We're out like a pig snout. Say what?
1: (laughs) I did try to get Al's beef. Oh, it was a lot. I was, I was uh, holding balls, touching balls, you name it. I had a lot of balls.
0: Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools.